All right, automotive enthusiasts, friends and neighbors, and uh, uh, pals from all the way around the great planet Earth, it's time once again for another... An Apogean episode of V8 Radio Kevin. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, that uh, warrants a little investigation. I'm, I'm your host, Kevin Oste, joined as always by our esteemed co-host, Mr. Mike Cuball-Clark. And what kind of show is this? An Apogean episode. Apogean. Uh, Kevin, th- it, it's, it is the adjective form of the word Apogee. Yes, yeah, yeah. W- which if you think of your space orbital terms, mm-hmm. an Apogee is the furthest point from an object in an orbit, like the furthest uh, furthest point of a satellite from the Earth that's in orbit. Mm-hmm. So the, the show top f- or the peak of the orbit, gonna... as much much like us. I was gonna say, or it's far out. <laughs> yeah, we are far <laughs> out, man. <laughs> well, fantastic. Glad to be uh, far out once again. Dig it. And if you are accustomed to listening to this show and you still came back for one more, uh, you are well aware that we like to start this off with a trivia question that's generally automotive related. Uh, We throw the question out at the beginning of the show. And of course, by the end, uh, we can hear the salivation and the drooling on our listeners' (laughs) palate as they anticipate the uh, riveting answer to our stimulating questions. (laughs) As we reach the apogee of the show, yeah. we will give the answers. Oh, yeah, which we think we've already hit. And now we're on the <laughs> downward spiral, I think the term is. <laughs> right on, man. So uh, did you prepare a trivia question for this episode? I have indeed, my good man. And uh, here we go. Uh, we're going to talk about top fuel dragsters today, Kevin. Oh, boy. I can smell yeah. it right now. Yeah. Oh, smell the nitro. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, uh, you will when you see a top fuel, or you will see that it has two magnetos on it, and they run two spark plugs per cylinder. Mm-hmm. Why do they run two spark plugs per cylinder, Kevin? This is a great question. Is it? Uh, yes, it is. I'm, I'm very familiar with the the system. Um. And my guess, because I'm not certain, uh, but my guess is that uh, the spark plug <clears throat> does not live throughout the entire run. Uh, the a typical spark plug mm. is completely destroyed in a top fuel pass. Mm. And I'm guessing wow. that it's redundancy so that they continue to have spark throughout the whole run. Because uh, I, mm. I don't think it's a timing thing. I don't think it's one than the other. I think they fire at the same time. Um is my guess. So I think it's just hmm. in order to provide enough fire for the uh, the whole run. All right. Kevin thinks it's for redundancy. All right. I am duly noting that. I mean, other options could have been, you know, for, a, uh, you know, command of the flame kernel throughout the race. Well, uh, I, I mean, I'll, I'll help you out here. There's more than one reason. I figured. Yeah, yeah. So... Hmm. You know, in addition to that, they, they probably light both sides of the intake valve area to, to try and get a, a more complete burn mm. Um, mm. as the fuel is basically sprayed into those things because they, they just move so much volume of air and fuel that, you know, probably mm-hmm. m- probably left something on the table if they only had one source of ignition on those things. Mm. Um, okay. And I think, you know, it harkens back to I mean, the, the, the twin plug in, in the Hemi engine goes back pretty far, but I know like in the mm-hmm. 80s, Nissan was doing that in like the, uh, uh, they called it the NAPS-Z 
engines. So mm. there were straight six uh, Denso fuel injected uh, that you would find in, in like the two. I think the 280ZX was the first one to have it, maybe, and then and then Is like the right? uh, Nissan 200SX, and those had twin plug per cylinder. Hmm. And I think that was for emissions, uh, just for a more complete burn. Sure. Uh, so I'm guessing hmm. it was for a more complete burn as well, just on a high performance high performance level instead of, uh, you know, obviously they don't care about tailpipe emissions on a top fuel car <laughs> today. Well, there is no tailpipe, only zoomies. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So 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 to round round that out is you know for redundancy and for a, a more uh, a complete burn. That's what I'm thinking. That's kind of what you're saying. That's what you're thinking. All right. Yeah. Very good. All right, we'll find out at the end of the show, Kev. Yes, uh, that was uh, not apogetic, but I'm apologetic for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got one for you. Um, Talk to me, Goose. Kelly and I had uh, recently had some car shopping on the brain, so I'm um, mm. going to turn your attention to a trivia question regarding the U.S. automobile market. Oh, wow. So what global cool. automaker currently has the biggest share of the U.S. car market? And I guess the bonus would be any Ooh. idea what that number is. What's their percentage? Okay. What global automaker has the largest market share in America? Yeah. And there's no trick on the global automaker. I mean, it's car maker right. manufacturer. Right, 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 right. Whoever. Um, I know that Toyota held that... Um, held that crown for a while. I think I kind of remember when they took it from General Motors. And in fact, and there was a car known as the Toyota Crown, by the way, but not available here. So oh. that's a little irony. <laughs> Ooh. It was only Japanese. <laughs> We're an ironic show today as well. Yes. Um, Don't you think? Let's... <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to stick with I'm going to stick with Toyota on this as they are the, they have the largest market share in America. And I will say that they have a total of 40% of the U.S. market. No, no, no. Yeah. No, wow. okay. 40% okay. of the U.S. market. 40%. No. Huh? Yeah. Okay. How much? 40% you said? Yeah, 40%. Okay, 40 Forty percent of the, and I, I will clarify a little bit. This this is like vehicle wide, so I'm not just saying. So if you're thinking just cars, car cars, trucks, you know, right? Okay, sure. Okay. I don't know if that would color your response a- at all. Automobiles, yeah, yeah, yeah. four wheel vehicles, uh, or sometimes six, you know, or yeah, oh, true with a dually yeah. pickup. I don't think yeah, Toyota yeah, does right. a dually though. I don't think they do. No, not do yet. They? Yeah. All right. You guessed forty percent of the U.S. market share belongs to our friends at Toyota. Mm-hmm. Named after uh, Mister Toyota, with a D. <clears throat> Do you know that? I did not know that. Yes. A lot of people here, Very when those cars first came out, thought it was a little switcheroo on the words, and it meant toy auto, like small car. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah, but it certainly does not. There's another trivia question. A free one. Just gone. God dang it. You're giving them away, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're just flying out of here. You man. get the trivia question. You get the <laughs> trivia right. question. You. Everybody get the trivia question. Yeah, you and the apogee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So uh, duly oh, noted. Man. Thank you. 
as they say. So yeah, this mm-hmm. was um, the reason why that one kind of came up is uh, we had to had to buy a new truck. Oh man! Thank- what happened to the old one? Did it rust out or something? Yeah, no. Thanks to me, <laughs> I destroyed it. <laughs> oh brother! Which uh, really sucked. So we had a uh, a 2006 Chevy Silverado 2500 HD crew cab long bed with the uh, sought after LBZ diesel Duramax engine, and the reason why that LBZ was uh, sought after is that was the last year of diesels before catalytic converters and oh, man. diesel exhaust fluid, and it's a hot one. People like those. It's like, like the Wild West of diesels. It was the end of the line, yeah. And, and it was yeah. also, I think, the first or second year for the Allison 6-speed uh, automatic. Oh, cool. So, yeah, you had a great engine. You had a great transmission. Great. Yeah. You know, and, and Kelly and I purchased one of those uh, for the company as our <clears throat> kind of tow rig. Um, and general shop truck five years ago, six years ago now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was funny how it, it came down. We were driving a Chevy Silverado 1500 HD, which was a very, oh, wow. they didn't make 1500 HDs that for that long. This was a 2001 truck and it had a six liter gas engine. And oh, wow. One year we're on our way to the SEMA show and we've got our 24 foot box trailer and we've got one of the cars that we had built uh, to be displayed at SEMA, and I'm trying to think of what car it was that year. Maybe the maybe the lose change car. I don't know. And uh, as we're go- going over the Rockies, um, our 1500 HD gasoline truck is shifting a lot because it's trying to oh. stay in the power band, right? Right. And that is a Gen 4 V8, so it's designed to spin pretty high, you know. And, and the engine really didn't care so much. But Kelly didn't like that feeling of this thing upshifting and downshifting all the time. And she right. felt that the truck was getting winded and that it wasn't mm. pulling very well. And we we had it technically overloaded for its specification with the trailer and the car and everything. Um, so she said, uh, yeah, that's it. We're going we're gonna to buy a diesel. Uh, I don't care. We're just going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, we're on our way to SEMA for crying out loud. I can't just, we can't just pull a truck out of thin air. But what we ended up doing was uh, doing some research, landed on that LBZ is the truck of choice and um, actually found one in Arizona in Phoenix for sale. At okay. the and my, my parents live in uh, uh, Scottsdale, uh-huh. uh, my mom at this point. But uh, so we did the SEMA show, and then afterwards we drove down to visit them and ended up trading in the 1500 on a 2500. Right on. Yeah, and it was pretty huh. cool because it was, um, we did the the VIN history, Carfax, you know, whatnot, and found mm-hmm. out that the truck had always been in the Southwest, so it wasn't rusty. Oh, um, perfect. Yeah, and the downside was that we paid a pretty high sales tax on it. Uh, the Phoenix area, I think at the time, was nine point six percent or something you didn't pay the sales tax of where you lived no and and that's that's always a concern because here's the analogy say you leave your state of illinois and you're going to go to uh vegas and you're gonna you're gonna go grocery shopping you buy your groceries and you pay your tax right there yeah you know what i'm thinking of is in in illinois you pay the tax, the sales tax of the county where you live, regardless of where else in the state you buy your vehicle. Correct. Right. But that's that's, that's what I had in my brain. And I kind of had the same thing. I thought, well, I live in Illinois, so I'm just going to pay Illinois yeah. tax. Well, no, you you pay the sales tax of where you're standing. Wow. 
That's and rough. It was. It was brutal. And there's places oh. today. I mean, if it was in Chicago, I think it would have been over ten percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's getting there. Yeah. So we got kind of burned there, but we thought, you know, it's a good truck. We're going to keep it forever. And that was our intent until about three weeks ago when uh, it started to <laughs> snow and ice. And I was leaving where we live, and there's a little S curve there. And uh, I was in four wheel drive mode, and I'm thinking that might have been my my mistake. Um, but as I round this sweeping S curve, uh, it's a 45 limit. I was doing maybe 30, and the mm-hmm. truck decided to skate out of the lane and into the oncoming lane where I had a head-on mm. collision with another truck. Ah. And um, fortunately, I'm fine. The other guy is a little sore, but he's overall in good shape. Turns yeah. out he's a neighbor of ours, and uh, I felt I just I still I feel completely terrible about this happening. Um, sure. And I, I played this over and over and over again in my mind, you know, that uh, I did everything I could to avoid this. I mean, I had, you know, obviously all the safety seatbelts on. I was in four-wheel drive mode. I was going under mm-hmm. the limit, you know, both hands on the wheel, not jerking around right. and texting. So that means I was a passenger in this experience. I just got to watch it happen. I could see the grill of his truck, and I'm thinking, oh, oh no, here, here it comes. And whammo. That has to be so scary when you see it coming. Yeah, it 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 is, um, and, and I, I don't want our whole episode to be about this experience. But I think the, right. the thing that was most uh, jarring to me is I thought I was going to die because I'm calculating oh, in my head. He's probably going thirty, thirty-five. I'm going thirty miles an hour. It's a sixty-some mile an hour head-on impact of two trucks, yeah. and mine's a big one. His was a fifteen hundred, you know, uh, oh. gas truck. So. Thankfully, it was it was a full size truck. If it was a smaller vehicle, it could have been a completely different outcome. If he, on his yeah. part, if he was driving yeah. a car, yeah. Oh man, this would have been yeah horrible. Um, but both trucks did exactly what they were supposed to do. Uh, all of my airbags deployed. Uh, the the truck shut off immediately, and 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 the big shock was that. I didn't die. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> there was this tremendous crash. The, the cab's full of smoke, you know, from the airbag deploying and, sure. and, and the engine dies, but now the dinger's dinging and, you know, the belt pulled me back like it's supposed to. And I got punched in the face with the airbag and my sunglasses, oh, yeah. you know, hit me in the head. But I'm still here, right? So, so what do you do? Yeah. Well, to me, it's, you know, let's check for fire and let's get out and let's go help the other guy. And right. uh, I go to open the driver door and it's stuck because it's crushed. I couldn't get the door open, mm. so I pull the seatbelt off. I f- try to, you know, climb out the passenger side. My feet get tangled up in the seatbelt, and I'm falling mm. on my face as I, you know, get out of the other side. Luckily, nothing was on fire, and I approached the other gentleman and asked him if he could breathe and everything, and he wasn't, uh-huh. you know, not, not a traumatic injury with, you know, bones and blood or anything. Right. He was just sitting there saying, ow, you know. <laughs> yeah. Sure, he was probably in shock just like you were. Yeah, because he he yeah. he got you know hurt from his seatbelt a little bit from getting jarred, but he was wearing his and his bags mm-hmm. went off and everything else. So good. Once I determined that he was okay and and breathing and coherent and everything, uh, I quickly called nine one one and they dispatched mm-hmm. you know ambulances and tow trucks and all that stuff. And again, luckily we were both ended up to be pretty much okay, but um, the trucks did not survive. Uh, mm, that's a bummer, man. Yeah, the whole thing was a bummer. Um, yeah. So the the you know the note is that they always say it happens fast. It certainly does. Um, this time of year, if you live somewhere cold, always 
be careful on that stuff. And I grew up driving in the snow and ice. I mean, I'm not right. I'm used to this stuff, but this this time it just just started, gotcha. started to drift on its own, and I was like, yeah. oh boy. Um, yeah. So luckily- I, I was driving uh, my Grand Prix one time on the expressway going into Chicago, and I just hit a patch a patch of black ice, and the whole car just did a whole 360 on the interstate. <laughs> Thank God, everyone around me kind of saw what was happening and all just parted like the Red Sea. Yeah, wow. To let me do my thing, and I didn't hit anybody. And I regained control, and I kept going. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's spooky. And I've had that experience happen, too, a long, long time ago. Um, I really wish that would happen this time. but uh, Right, yeah, I'm sure. I'm if sure. that, you know... And it turns out the guy's my neighbor, of all things. But if he wasn't uh, in the oncoming lane, I would have skidded off and into a ditch and probably into a tree. There's a, mm. a light pole, I think, right there, a light pole. Is that right? Um, so that ended up, you know, f- luckily, you know, we're well insured and, and the insurance company right. um, was pretty fair about, you know, what they valued our truck at. And um mm-hmm. So we were on the hunt for another one, and and the 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 challenge was the long bed. They're they're really hard to find, um, right? That's, I, I've heard that. Yeah, and we ended up finding this truck two and a half two and a half hours or so north of where we live, which lands on on your point. It was in a different county, and in, in Illinois, that particular county had a lesser sales tax than our own county. So we ended oh, really? up buying a truck and and saved a few bucks there, which was which was nice. But we ended up getting a 17, uh, again, Silverado 2500 HD crew cab long bed. So a newer version of the truck that we had. Right. Um, obviously less miles on it. And uh, this one's black. And it's uh, it's nice. And it was kind of a an interesting position to be in when vehicle shopping. I've never owned a new car in my entire life. I've never bought one. Really? I've never had a new car. Wow. And I've had one. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah. this is the closest thing to a new car that I've ever had, and it's mm-hmm. it's just turning three, you know. So, um, but what do you do? You tr- we were trying to get obviously the most for our our money. We had a budget in mind. I, you know, I certainly can't afford right. a new truck because those are just insane. They they are absolutely insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then you start to look for okay, well, what's a good year break? You know, did something change between twelve to thirteen to fourteen to fifteen right. and whatnot? Right. Um, and then the other thing was trying to figure out a decent uh, mileage level that was would be acceptable. Uh, we bought our first truck at seventy five thousand, and it's got just over two hundred on it now. So we definitely drive Whoa. these things. Um, yeah. Again, we used to pull cars to SEMA and different shows around the country today we're trying to have those transported more and more because of other factors so but you know again Uh we never intend to get rid of that one i don't intend to get rid of this one and uh, (laughs) so this one had ninety thousand miles on it and it priced out similar to a 2015 truck similarly equipped Mm. with lesser miles okay so i thought well what am i gonna do i'm gonna spend the same amount of money and get something that's calendar older but mileage newer or do I get calendar newer and newer. mileage older? Hmm. So and you went calendar newer. We did, and and there was yeah. a couple of reasons there. One, this was a bird in the hand. We'd found it. Uh, the other two were in in different states, Indiana and in Kentucky. Oh so boy, we would have been trucking to get there. Um, uh-huh. The other thing is that 
2017 was an evolution step for the Duramax, for the engine. Uh-huh. So I think our old one was 600 foot-pounds, 650, something like that, of torque. And uh, mm. now they're at 910, or at least in 17 Good. they were. So Wow, man. Oh, yeah, it's like 450 horsepower and 910 foot-pounds. So That's like a bloody semi-truck. Well, what that means is that <laughs> I'm not going to touch this thing. It's uh-huh. it's quiet. I don't want to put a giant exhaust on it. I don't want to put a tuner on it. I don't. I don't really need to do anything. It's got all the, yeah, the oats it needs for our, our usage, um, and then it's what's, got all the electronics, the create, you know, the connectivity and cameras and lane departure sensors and all that you know safety cool. jazz. And that lane departure right. sensor and this one's kind of funny because it's, it's an ambidextrous butt cheek shaker. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so if you veer to the left. Your left butt cheek gets a massage. If you veer out of the lane to the left, you veer to the right, the right side of your rear end gets a little massage. Oh, my gosh. Keeps you by the seat of your pants. That's hysterical. Yeah. Well, and it works, too. I mean, um, I I was not a huge fan of that concept that the car is telling you to stay in your lane. But after Mm -hmm. driving it for a little while, it's a nice little reminder. You know, Mm -hmm. my fear in a lot of these safety assists is that people become less aware because they rely on those systems more right yeah that's that's true that happens but one of the uh there's there's a couple of things on this truck that we want to have looked at one is the alignment and it does actually very slightly veer to the left so that de- lane departure thing just kind of reminded me to keep, ah, keep nice. straight yeah yeah um <laughs> and it's got some wear on the tailgate and a few things which we were able to use as negotiating points on the price and okay, uh, we've already located a replacement tailgate from another black one that we're just going to switch it out and, you know, kind of nice. kind of renew it. But uh, so that is uh, that's our, our latest news there. The thing's three days old with us and so far so good. Dig it. What's the tow rating on that? I think they rated at 14,000. Um, is that right? That's terrific. Uh, yeah, but that's nowhere near what it actually does. You know, that's like all these trucks, they, they rate them at a certain point and uh, the truck is stronger than doing that. But, you know, you obviously want to follow your manufacturer recommended specifications, but because uh, yeah. they, they <laughs> take course, brakes and chassis strength and everything else under consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's kind of based neat. on, I'm sorry, based on what you tow though, that's, you're nowhere close to, to hitting that. No, I think that, our that limit. You know, if you, you take your average muscle car and just call it four thousand pounds, sure. and I think our trailer weighs uh, six, so we're right around ten. Yeah, uh, I think we're Golden. under ten normally when we tow something. Uh-huh. So there's reserves there, you know, safety factors. Um, this one has a the t- uh, trailer brake controls built into the dash, so you don't have an extra box. Oh, nice. Hang under the dash. And that's nice because when you wreck the truck, your knee takes that trailer brake controller right off the bottom of the dash. <laughs> well, aren't we lucky? Yeah. <laughs> and I learned that the that's other awesome. Day. Right on, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then there's a backup cam in the tailgate kind of thing so you can you can hitch up to your trailer a little easier. Uh, cool. So, yeah, they've come a really long way on technology on these things. You know, I'm a guy who lives a solid 10 to 12 years behind just with the age of our vehicles <laughs> yeah. normally. You know, like I said, I don't, I don't buy new cars. Um, right. But uh, Kelly digs it. It's big enough to put uh, all our stuff in and, and her kayak for camping trips. And Well, perfect. Time to go out and have fun. Amen, man. Well, good. I mean, I, uh, I was bummed when I heard that. You you smashed it up and, and that you were in that that 
in that situation, but uh, it seems like things have kind of worked out for you for the better. I mean, obviously, we, we don't want to have to buy a new truck, right. but you got the best one you possibly could get, Yeah, with, I think, we think, based so. on what your needs are. Yeah, yeah. so well and done. The insurance payment covered basically the down payment on it, and it's <clears throat> it's not a big monthly um, mm-hmm. to pay the rest of it, so it's comfortable. I didn't want a truck payment, but it it is what it is, so... Nobody wants a truck payment. Nobody wants a truck payment. (laughs) But I was thinking, you know, Kelly's becoming like a poster child for Chevrolet trucks because since she started driving, I'm pretty sure that's all she's had is trucks. Really? Uh, I think there was a very short stint where she had like a Mercury Lynx or a Bobcat or some kind (laughs) of escort thing, like very briefly. Nice. And then I think uh, her and her dad went to a, a little Toyota pickup truck, and and that didn't last long. And then she got an S10, a used S10, and then probably traded that for a brand new S10 when she was in her 20s. Oh, wow. And then when I met her, she had that S10 extended cab. Uh, and then she moved to California uh, where we lived and bought uh, – a 1500 Silverado extended cab, not a crew, but an extended. Mm-hmm. And then ended up selling that one to our friend Paul. Um, oh, no kidding. Yeah, he drove that thing for a few years. And we went without a truck for a short period of time as we were starting our business. And we didn't really, didn't have the, the need or the means at that point. But then mm-hmm. after that, we bought that <clears> 01 <throat> Silverado 1500 HD and then the okay. 2500 HD. And now this 2500 now HD. So, I mean, it's like you look up, Chevy truck girl, it's her, and and well, using them plus her '54 Chevy is the other one. I was just gonna say you forgot to mention the blue flash, yeah, man. Yeah, not at all. The no. best truck of all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely the coolest one. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I'd sent you a picture of the new black one and the, the the blue flash in the driveway. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It's a great picture. Yeah, amazing to see how big and how small those two trucks really are. You should send that to Chevrolet. That would be a good marketing picture for him. Yeah, right. It would be. It would be. Well, yeah. maybe in the summertime, too, like when when the Blue Flash is loaded with wood because mm-hmm. she uses the 54 as, a, as a, um, a truck to go cut trees with because the bed is so low. It's really easy to unload and load. Oh, perfect. And that thing... You know, it's got a, it still has the original 235 straight six in it and it'll yeah. pull a whole bed load of wood around, you know, with no problem. You know, you're well, not, that's obviously, what it was designed to do. Yep. That's perfect. Not, not towing anything with that one, but, uh, right. And then, uh, the other truck, you know, one of the reasons for the long bed decision is she's got a, a 10 foot kayak, you know, and that's, that goes with us on camping trips and, mm-hmm. you know, weekend recreation. And she's got a bunch of long fishing poles and. You know, all that stuff's got to fit somewhere. So it does. She, she it so, definitely sounds like you're going to have a, a really good time with this truck. We hope so. And it was yeah. funny. It, it made me kind of think of like, and we kind of talked about this before. Like, you know, what what fun things and what what good memories do you have with cars and and trucks? And and my history is actually shifting a little bit more into the truck side. Uh, is that right? I never owned one until I met my wife. You know, huh. she brought trucks to my family, basically, uh, to me anyway. And uh, I never really had the need. I always was lucky enough to have a friend with one. Uh, yeah, you know, right. So if I was picking up an engine block or something, I could borrow somebody's pickup. Um, but 
having your own is uh, a much nicer deal. So that kind of started to make me think. It's like, yeah, we had, we had a lot of great times with the uh, with the 06. Um, and then I thought, huh, there's some good stories there of, of you know, what are, what are some of the, the best times you've ever had with any of the cars? And if there's a pattern, what are we going to do in 2020 to do more of that? Hmm. Right? Do you right, have, man. Do you, do you have any specific... Uh, you know, best time of your life type stories with any of the rides that you've had? I I do, as a matter of fact. Uh, a couple, actually. Um, first one, actually a story about my, my current 67 GTO when um, I didn't have it for very long. And it was, it was running and driving. And uh, we just got our dog, Zoe. And we probably had it for a week or so. We decided it was a nice summer day. Hey, let's all go out for ice cream. Let's take Zoe with us. You know, oh, right on. do a cool family thing. Yeah, it was nice. She she hops in the car. We drive out to this ice cream place about ten miles away. You know, we're, it's a, it's a beautiful day. We're having some ice cream, and we say, "Hey, should Zoe have some ice cream too?" We're like, "Yeah, let's uh, let's let's give her some ice cream <laughs> oh, as well." No. Oh yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> she she wants some ice cream. She's part of the family. Yeah, I think I know where this so, is going. <laughs> so she she takes this ice cream. She loves it. Right. Of We're course. like, all right, let's go back home. Who doesn't? So we all pile back in the car, and Jenny's in the passenger seat. Of course, I'm driving. The kids are in the back seat, and the dog is between them too. We're a couple of miles into it. When, <laughs> when uh, you just see this poor dog start going like, bruh, bruh. <laughs> she projectile vomits all over the backseat of this GTO, all over Abby, my oh, youngest no. daughter. Oh, She's man, screaming her head oh. off. Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> we had a, had a pull over. Luckily, I had a I had a towel in my car. <laughs> she was she had puke all over her her, her shorts, <laughs> all over her leg. She's oh, crying. Man. I p- tried to pull off to the side of the road and open the door so no one could see her. She had to take her shorts off and wrap this towel around her. Oh, man. And there's puke all over the seats. <laughs> what kind of ice cream? It was vanilla. Oh, it wasn't like you know Rocky Road or no, something. That not like raspberry too, or anything. Yeah. yeah, nothing like that. Oh, but man. Uh, I get home. I take the back seat out of the car. I hose it down to clean it off. It was it was unbelievable. Oh, wow. And then it was like, okay, no ice cream for the dog. Check. This is when you made the connection that you don't generally find ice cream in the dog food aisle at your local no. grocery store. Yeah. No. No, you don't. And here's why. For good reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, and and oh, I can only imagine the wife and kids. Oh, everyone is screaming. Oh, it was unbelievable. Oh boy. And and we didn't know it at the time, but she that poor Zoe would get car sick anyway. Oh, she, so and she just she didn't like riding in the car. Yeah, you're right. For that very reason. She'd always puke, but white ice cream just brah, just sprayed, <laughs> just sprayed everywhere. Dog father of the year. Yeah, right. I'm going to take my dog, my car sick dog out for a cruise and some ice cream. <laughs> we didn't know anything. Yeah, right. At yeah. the time. Wow. That's how we learned. That is incredible. 
And you, and you yeah. laughed about it too, which is even better. Oh yeah, we, we every time we bring it up, we laugh about it. That well, is the, funny. And the the kids are like, "That's not funny." I'm like, "It was hysterical." Are you kidding me? Well, it, it sounds like you might have been about the only person in the car that didn't get hit with it. No, I, I think I was. Yeah, I didn't get hit with any <laughs> of it. Sure, it's funny. <laughs> but I had to clean it all up instead. So yeah, right. There you right. go. Well, good thing about uh, that old GM vinyl. You know, you can just take that seat out and hose it off, and yep, good. To pretty go. much. Wow. Well, that's a great yeah, story. I, I, I don't think I could top that one at all. No, oh, uh, that, that's got everything. That's got uh, it's got the car, it's got uh, action and, and adventure. It's got the family. <laughs> yeah. It's got the family. dog. Everything. The ice cream. Wow. Mm-hmm. Good job. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Man, I should save that one for the end. <laughs> I was kind of just thinking about you know some. Some overall general, you know, nice times that we've had. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody hurled. Oh, there is a good car vomit story, but I'm not going to tell that one on this show. Okay, I was in college, and it was different. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a different time. I was a different person. <laughs> yeah, we learned that uh, vomitus will freeze to the side of a Crown Vic if oh, done is properly. That right? Yeah, <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> Proper technique is a must. Yes, that was. Probably 80, 20 outside the vehicle and 20% in. Ooh. Uh, yeah. But uh, it wasn't the dog and it wasn't ice cream. <laughs> uh, one of the things that we like to do in the springtime, seems like springtime more more than typical, is um, set out on a Saturday morning and head out to a diner for some, some breakfast, you know, like mm. the, the Waffle House or, you know, some kind of greasy spoon type place get a good breakfast some coffee and we'll take our 62 galaxy convertible out so one of the first nice days of the spring drop mm-hmm. the top go for a ride and um we do a lap kelly and i do a lap of pawn shops throughout so where we live we, we jump over the mississippi river and we're in st louis and there's a bunch of uh, pawn shops that are over there and then of course on the illinois side too and it's kind of fun because uh uh, by doing this, Kelly is often looking for fishing gear or chainsaws, chainsaws or <laughs> shotguns or, you know, things that yeah. you can get at pawn shops. I usually go looking for tools. Sometimes she looks for tools. Uh-huh. I look for vintage stereo stuff. Uh, you know, Coleman lanterns seem to find me, follow me home. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know? uh, but the pawn shops are great because um, what I'll typically do is is open up my toolbox drawers here in the garage and take a snapshot with my phone. And then when I get to the pawn shop, I'll just look and see what am I missing, you know? Because you can mm. you can never have enough ten mil sockets or or you know three eighths ratchet drives or half inch breaker bars or you know right. tools that you you don't need like this minute to complete a task, but they're nice to have. Right. Um, sure. Or if you're missing a wrench or whatever. A lot of times you can find those individually at pawn shops for for nothing, you know. Um, I think the last time I bought tools, we go to this particular shop, and uh, uh, on the shelf they've got a bunch of, like, craftsman um, hand toolboxes, you know, little metal toolboxes. Uh So I grabbed one of those to use as, like, a shopping bag, and and I opened it up, and I, I threw a couple screwdrivers that I needed. I found a set of Torx bits for my socket set um i threw in uh there was kind of a cool pocket knife i put that in there and you know probably a handful of maybe 15 or 20 different things some scrapers Uh a box cutter knife you know just a handful of miscellaneous junk and i took it up to the counter and i said uh, i set the toolbox up and i uh, the toolbox had a sticker of 25 bucks on the toolbox 
Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, what do you want for this whole thing? And he's like, what does it say on there? And I said, well, it says 25. And he's like, well, how about 20? And I'm like, well, it's full of tools and stuff. And he opens it up and he goes, how about 20? I'm like, right <laughs> on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So didn't <laughs> you drive think, a hard bargain, sir? <laughs> that's it. You know, and I, I, you know, wasn't putting anything past him. You know, I showed him all this right. stuff and he's like, ah, I don't care. Whatever. You're 20 bucks. You know, cause they make their money on jewelry loans and car titles and right. know, all that stuff. Yeah. So the tools for them are generally kind of an annoyance cause they have to deal with somebody else who brought in another box of tools and uh-huh. whatever. So made some good purchases. Nice. Yeah. But then we'll, we'll leave that pawn shop we'll go hit a few others we'll go out for lunch and and uh and just have a nice day you know and and sure i'm looking forward to doing that again uh gotta fix the galaxy again but uh that's a different story we've talked about that before yeah we have Uh yeah 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 that's funny i remember actually doing that with you and kelly and when paul and i came down to surprise you one year for your birthday (laughs) yeah i was wholly surprised on that one man yeah we met actually we, we we arranged it all with Kelly, and we I think we met at a pawn shop. You did, and, and yeah, we you, we went in there and said, "Hey, surprise, yada yada." And then went to a few more, and then had lunch. It was a great day. Yeah, in fact, I was uh, uh, purchasing a quarter inch air ratchet that day. That was my mission, and I just found one. Mm. And uh, I turned around to leave, and here comes you and Paul coming through the front door. And, yeah. and you guys live a couple hundred, you know, three hundred miles away from me, so that's not going to be the typical thing to bump into you two, right. you know, on the street. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I was surprised as much as uh, you know, a dog puking ice cream on you. It was like, <laughs> 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 but that was fun. So we're we're, we're definitely going to do more of that. Um, cool. It made me also think of uh, <clears throat> some of the other stuff. There used to be. I don't know if you're familiar with it. But there was a hot dog joint on in Niles, Illinois, so kind of north of Chicago a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, called Flukies. Don't know Flukies. Well, Flukies Friday nights used to have their local crews, and we'd hang out there and, and bring cars. And there was a very short time period um, <clears throat> in 92 and 93, basically 92 and 93, when my dad had purchased this Galaxy, the 62, and I had my first 70 Riv, and we both had our car there one night. Oh, really? And that was pretty cool, yeah. yeah. That's killer, man. Yeah, because I got the Riv in 92. <clears throat> Let me think of how this went. I think he got the Galaxy in 93, so it must have been the summer of 93. Um, Very cool. Yeah, yeah, it was wild. And, you know, at that point, I was in my early 20s, I guess. 21 so I, I wasn't like my dad was cool at that point we we could hang out together you know mm-hmm. and, yeah and but a lot of times i would leave the the home garage to kind of get away from him uh you know just because that's how that relationship goes sometimes you know you right you, he'd be hanging out in the garage with me and my friends my friends all loved hanging out with the guy and, and i did too but mm-hmm. there's times when it's like you know break yeah. here <laughs> all right pop <laughs> so enough I think we were on opposite ends of the Flukies parking lot, you know, and he's on one side with the Galaxy and some of those wow. guys, and I was on the other side with the Riv, and and uh, he always had a, uh, I don't don't recommend this, but he always had a, uh, a center console full of beers, and <laughs> <laughs> sounds like my old man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he enjoyed himself and responsibly, you know, had had a few, and then would come home because mm-hmm. he he was a police officer, and you know, certainly right. wasn't about drinking and driving by any stretch but uh 
didn't see the harm in having a couple every once in a while at the mm-hmm, at the thing, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and that was pretty cool. And it you know today, I don't do a whole lot of the cruise like the Friday night stuff um, for very long. You know, I might pop in for a minute, you know, walk through, grab some pictures, talk to a few people, right? And and what was really fun about that one is that we knew everybody, you know, so. Mm-hmm. where i live now i know a decent amount of people but it's not like you know in those days the the joke was like norm walking into the bar at cheers you'd know absolutely every car <laughs> and every single person you know right. and that really kind of made that experience more fun um sure but there's a few really good ones around here that i think uh i'm gonna try and hit a little more of this year and and just go hang out you know nice oh out. yeah yeah decompress a little bit just be a car guy again yes exactly yeah Totally, he, I get that. He absolutely loved it, you know, because people would come. Uh-huh. It was always the same thing. Hey, what year is that Galaxy? Is that a sixty-one? You know, and then oh, it's a sixty-two. And you know, here's the story. You know, and for, <laughs> he had uh, one right new on. and blah blah blah. And, you know, that was that was his thing. And uh, just tonight, as a matter of fact, Kelly and I were watching uh, the TV show Last Man Standing uh-huh. with mm-hmm. Tim Allen and Jay Leno. Right, right, right. Yeah. And this particular episode, it's a it's a new one as we record this, but they them and their their other uh buddy um were talking about starting a car business they're gonna buy a class of cars and fix them up and flip them on their spare time sweet and one of the, <laughs> yeah exactly and one of the messages of the whole episode was that you know as men in particular get older uh social bonds and friendships like that have been proven to help them live longer so oh Okay. You got some common ground. You work on the car with your buddy in the garage. You know, it's good for you. Mm. I saw it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not wrong about that. It is good for you, I think. I think so, too. Yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's really, until I have to, you know, get on my back and do stuff underneath the car, then I can't get back up. <laughs> well, there's that, yeah. And, of course, there is a difference between you know, repair because you got to get to work tomorrow morning. Right. And, and tinkering. Just tinkering around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Doing a little quote unquote tuning. Yes. As it were. Right. Yeah. Any other uh, yeah. standout stories? I mean, that, that one's tough to beat that you had. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually a really good one. Actually, when you told me about your father at, at Flukies, it kind of jogged my memory. Um, after I, after I, you know, my GTO used to be my dad's car, and he owned it since '91, and um, I got it in '06 and '08, excuse me. And uh, a few years later, he, my dad had a stroke, and uh, he, he, he recovered for the most part. He still had uh, weakness on his right side, and his speech was affected. But uh, he came, he was able to fly into Chicago to visit and with with my stepmom and um it was during the time when the uh pokey the pontiac oakland club international uh show their national show was at um pheasant run Mm. and i was a member of pokey at the time and i entered the car into the show and i got to take him out there to see his car in a national show. Oh wow! Yeah, right on. Yeah, so, yeah, it was pretty cool. That it was is really, cool. really neat. Yeah, so we got we got to walk around and you know do car guy stuff, and you know he, he was he was he was enjoying it, and yeah, it was a really really good memory. Yeah, I bet, I bet. Mm-hmm. It, it's funny. Uh, 
there are a lot of people who are fortunate enough to have that, you know, kind of father son time, you know, and, mm-hmm. and do that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, again, we didn't have anything really cool until the nineties. My dad did when he was far younger, but then mm-hmm. as I was growing up, we didn't have anything cool in the garage. And, and then I finally was able to get my, my Riv and he, I kind of convinced him to get it under galaxy like he used to have. And, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, then we were competing for garage space, you know, and we, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're both, uh, you know, scrapping over the same tools and stuff. And, and, and he was a, a mechanic in the air force. He fixed uh, flathead generators that powered mm-hmm. radio relay stations. Um, but then he was a police officer. So he wasn't really a, you know, a career technician by any stretch, mm-hmm. uh, but he still knew his stuff, you know, and, and, sure. and the cars at the time, points condensers plugs you know alternators all that stuff he knew that you know inside and out and mm-hmm. i was uh more of a magazine mechanic at that point because <laughs> i had read all this stuff but i didn't have a whole lot of hands-on experience i um, see so we would kind of butt heads every once in a while because uh you know i'll never forget a very basic lesson in electricity that that i had <laughs> learned from him um i was just kind of looking for something to do on this 70 okay. riv and we had already done a, I did an engine swap with my buddy and rebuilt the, the 455 and, and I just kind of was wingman. My buddy Jim did all the, I did all the disassembly. He did the, the reassembly and I kind of helped and, mm-hmm. you know, learned through him as my, my first engine <clears throat> and that was all in and running and everything. But, uh, I wanted to put an under hood light on this thing. So I had an assortment of, uh, takeoff light fixtures that came from a 67 Cadillac that we used to have. My dad took all these lights for some reason and put them in a bucket in the garage. <laughs> and I find this little door light switch and, and, uh, I'm screwing this thing to the bottom of the hood. And my dad comes out and he's like, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm going to put this under hood light on this car. Cause you know, I just, the, the engine's pretty new. And I, you know, I thought I'm, I'm driving this thing away to school, like 150 miles. It might be handy to have a light, you know, and I was kind of bored. So, yeah, okay. So he's watching and watching and watching, and he's standing right over you, you know, that, that whole thing. And, and he was a big guy, and he knew how to stand over somebody. He knew how to loom. Oh, yeah, didn't he? totally. And I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, you know, do you need something? You know, no, 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 I'm just, you know, seeing what you're doing, you know. And, and he had the ability to just push my buttons, you know. And I'm on edge because it's a, it's a stupid project to start with it's really you know nothing important and, <laughs> and he's standing there and he's off at this point you know it's after work it's probably a saturday afternoon or something and he's been off all day and he's having he's doing what i like to do now he's hanging out in his garage with a cold beer on a nice day mm-hmm. and and his you know melon head son is screwing around with his car so he's just gonna be there <laughs> waiting <laughs> you know for numb nuts to screw something up or to have to borrow 10 bucks or have to borrow his car to go to the parts store whatever you know and uh but i'm dumb determined i'm gonna do this whole thing myself so i i I mount this little light fixture and and i run this power wire all the way up and and i said uh do we have any black wire and he said uh for what and i said well i gotta run a ground wire back to the battery because I didn't understand electricity very well at the time. And he said, uh, right. what do you do that for? 
And I said, well, I ran the power wire and it's got a power <clears> to ground. So I'm going to run the ground back down to the thing. And this had an, a steel housing, so it did not need a ground wire, right? But I didn't know that. <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, you don't need a ground wire. And I said, yeah, you do. You know, you got to complete the circuit. So I got the, the power wire. And just where's the black wire? You know, come on, leave me alone. Yeah. Oh, you don't need it. And I said, I, I, I need a ground wire. Yeah, you want to bet? I'm like, no, I'm, I don't want to <laughs> bet. You know, come on. I said, just I'm gonna, let me find the ground wire. So I'm looking around and looking around and looking around and looking around. And he's standing there now. Now envision this. He, the, the hood's open. He's holding the red power wire. Mm-hmm. This fixture is screwed to the underhood structure with a metal housing. And he's just holding uh-huh. that power wire in his hand, looking at me. <laughs> and he lets me go all around the garage and find, you know, some scraps of black wire that I can, <laughs> I can stick together and make this stupid ground wire. And just as I walk up to the car, he takes the power wire and touches the battery terminal, light turns on, and I go, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love it. Goes, I love it. You lose. <laughs> 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 oh that that is excellent parenting oh yeah that's how it was you know and so it, it really aggravated me you know because he was right he was always right mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> so i reluctantly you know <laughs> wired this thing in just with the power wired and you know i was happy that it worked and lesson was learned and you know then i <laughs> understood the ground circuit of the negative ground on the car and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but that's why we were probably parked on opposite corners at Flukies. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. The parking lot was just big enough for the both of you. Yes, but that particular night, you know, it was dark out, and you could see under the hood of my car. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Take that, Dad. That's right. Where's your underhood light on your galaxy? Because <laughs> I know how to make it. Mm-hmm. And no doubt I was telling oh everybody my. I did that. That's hysterical. That <laughs> <Yeah>. is hysterical. <laughs> he probably got so much joy out of that, too. Oh, yeah. He loved that. <laughs> who wouldn't? You know, but you, you yeah, know, right, right, right. At that time, you know, I, I think, you know, most father-son relationships go through those, those periods where, you know, you're trying yeah. everything you can to prove that you know something. <laughs> and, you're, and you're so you're so insecure with yourself and then your old man is bearing down on you <laughs> yeah. like god damn it right, right. <laughs> yes you're not helping dad don't you need to get yourself a refill <laughs> yeah. you look a little thirsty my friend yeah and of course he <laughs> you know he's sitting right there with his clint clint eastwood cooler and his lawn chair in the garage so he didn't need to go anywhere <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. Oh, I tell you, um, another uh, kind of a cool story. Um, when I moved, when I first moved out to the Chicagoland area from from the Cleveland area, I just gotten out of the Air Force, and I was driving a '77 uh, Firebird Formula, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I bought it when I was in the Air Force in Oklahoma, and I drove it all the way to Ohio when I when I separated. And um, about six months after I got home, I bought a motorcycle, and uh, my mother flipped her lid and invited me to leave. <laughs> <laughs> invited you to leave. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, she was very nice about it. So, uh, so I left, and um, of course. 
Right. Well, I mean, we we reconciled. I mean, the next day she kind of came to her senses and said, "Listen, if you want to stay, you can stay. This is where you live." I'm like, "That's cool, mom, but it's time you can't cage this bird anymore. I got to fly." <laughs> that's right. I'm, I'm easy rider <laughs> so, now. I'm... That's right, man. <laughs> and uh, so I packed up everything I owned, put it in the back of this uh, formula, and I drove out to Chicago and started all over. And it was just me in the car and all my all my junk. What just uh, starting fresh? Would you leave your mom the biker? I left it. It was I kept park. I had it parked behind the neighbor's garage, and nobody was living at that house, mm. so nobody nobody really cared. So after a while, a buddy of my brother um, used to drive. He used to um, drive a truck, and he put it in his truck and drove it out for me. Nice. And what was the uh, impetus to go to Chicago? Uh, My buddy I was in the Air Force with Mm. lived out here. And I called him up as soon as I was invited to leave. And I said, hey, my man, (laughs) (laughs) I'm homeless. Can you help a brother out? I know what you uh, need. You need uh, a cue ball roommate. Yeah. So I I came out here and uh, been here since uh, summer of 92 is when I moved out here. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Been a couple of years. Yeah. Well, 4th of July weekend in 92 is when I got that first Red 70 Riv. Is that right? Yeah. The one that was a special order, special only color. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That you let go. That I, of course, because yeah, I'm course not very smart. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. When, uh, when I came home with that car, parked it out in front of the house and uh uh my dad had helped me buy it he had loaned me money to get the thing okay cool and i come pulling up with this car and uh it needed a few things but it was clean and straight and ran nice and sounded good mm-hmm. and I, I wash it in the street and we had a split rail wooden fence in front of our house Mm-hmm. like you'd see on a farm even though we lived in a suburb and there was no farms mm-hmm. for 100 miles my dad just thought yeah, that yeah, fence no. was kind of cool and he would sit on this fence and he would drink beer and he would have there was actually a ring in the fence post <laughs> is where, that right where his, his bottle was can you know <laughs> being there the stain was worn away on this on the rail from his rear end well, and he's watching his me, fence uh, watching me uh, wash the car you know and i said uh He's like, what are you doing tonight? And I said, well, I'm going you know, to go out, do something. I don't know. I said, do you want to take it for a ride? And he's like, eh, no. And I said, no, really. I'm, I'm, I'm here for another couple hours. You know, Go take it for a cruise. Go get dinner or something. Grab mom. And he goes, no. He said, son, if I got in that car, I would drive away and I would probably never come back. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting that. Uh, uh, I don't know. Okay, what, Pop. Yeah. Maybe you, sh- you should just stay put. That's exactly right. I'll, I'll go get you another beer. You hang out right there. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I don't know what the heck kind of day he had, but that was uh, <laughs> not a good one. Yeah, right. uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, so hopefully, uh, you know, this, this next year brings some more stories. It isn't going to bring those guys back, but, uh, you know, no. the, the goal is to go out and enjoy these things and have some fun. And uh, yep. Kelly and I are looking forward to having some good times with the new truck. 
Uh, we're lucky to be able to go to a lot of different events for work and, mm-hmm. and pull our camper and camp at certain yeah. events where it's offered, you know, so it becomes a multi-level vacation. You can work and, and camp at the same time and get some fishing in and stuff. So, uh, you know, <clears throat> in many ways, I guess this is a long way to say I'm, I guess I'm starting to almost get a little cabin fever already, you know, but, uh, <laughs> Oh really? Oh boy. <laughs> well, gosh, with all the torque that that diesel puts out, you're not even going to know that your camper's back there no. when you're towing it. No. That'd be great. Yeah. We'll, we'll report our findings. Dig it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting this car done and getting it on the road and, uh, yeah. doing some stuff. Yeah, definitely. With St- it. Stuff is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that was fun. It was good to uh, just kind of BS for a little while, and <clears throat> hopefully our, our listeners enjoyed the ride. And, and uh, you know, if you, anybody listening has a fun story, feel free to share it with us uh, on either the Facebook uh, page or um, anywhere else. You can leave comments because, uh, again, that this is a social thing. This is a social sport and hobby playing mm-hmm. with these cars, and it's always fun to hear this stuff. And speaking of listeners, I think we've, uh, you know, we need to wake them up because it's time to uh, <laughs> wake up. <clears throat> time to answer the trivia questions. Yeah. Huh, what? Holy cow. It's yeah. an hour already? Jesus. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it then. We, we've um, become the automotive podcast equivalent of uh, ambient ocean noise. That's you know? <laughs> a sleep aid. <laughs> We're a white noise machine. Yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Could be the name of our band. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Right on. Yeah, coming to a, to a, a venue near you. <laughs> It's a white noise machine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right, my man. Uh, Okay, I asked you about uh, top fuel dragsters, uh, their engine specifically, and why they run uh, two spark plugs per cylinder. Right. And you said, well, it's a redundancy thing just because the spark plugs don't live towards the end of the run and uh what else did you mention um i also thought it was to optimize that spark optimize energy. the flame front yeah. okay well that part is correct right on. um it's it's not really for redundancy because um both plugs are nothing but glow plugs by the end of the run yeah, i kind of figured so yeah. so and it uses just that energy and the glowing exhaust valve to to ignite the uh the fuel charge coming in but it's really mostly for um it's it's uh nitromethane burns slower than gasoline mm-hmm. so we use those two those two plugs to ignite it in two different spots to to burn it more completely um what else do i have here um the density of the fuel charge i mean it's it's flirting with hydrolock with every full throttle pass yeah. every stroke and you need quite a bit of spark energy to light that. So that's why they run f- these, those mags are 44 amps each that oh. of power that they're putting through. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, like, it's, like it's an was, arc welder inside that combustion chamber. Right. And there is so yeah. much fuel. Yeah. That you're saying they're flirting with hydrolyte. Could you imagine if thing misfires? It would just fill the oh, cylinder yeah. with juice and be done. Oh, it blows apart. That's when you see those engines blow apart. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You just miss one little little spark. Kaboom. Yeah, that's it. Well, I got that half right then. 
Yeah. You well, th- like I said, there were multiple reasons. You got one of the reasons. So congratulations, Kevin. Hey, you win. New Year. Ding, 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 and, ding, ding. Uh, and uh, already coming out of the gate strong. Yeah, my man. Yeah. All right. Well, in your case, I asked you what global <laughs> automaker has the biggest share of the U.S. car market. And uh, the bonus was what is the amount? And mm-hmm. your guess was uh, our friends at Toyota. Mm-hmm. And you had said forty uh, percent of the U.S. Right. market from Toyota. Unfortunately, unfortunately, yes, Mr. Clark, that is uh, incorrect on both oh, answers. Ouch! Toyota is currently number three in the U.S. Uh, is that right? Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. So GM has regained the most market share, according oh. to the source that I found. Uh, it's in- too easy. Too easy. 2019, they're estimating 16.9% of the market oh, belongs wow. to GM. Uh, Jeez. Last year, That's in 18, it was, uh, well, actually, in December, they think it was uh, about 18% in the at the end of the year. Number two is Ford with uh, 14.5%. Uh, Toyota, number three, around 14. Uh, Fiat, Chrysler at uh, 129 and Honda at 8.9. Hmm. And then Interesting. down from there. So you must live in an area and a neighborhood with a lot of Toyotas. <laughs> There's a couple. Yeah. But I just remembered when Toyota took over the uh, the top spot as for, uh, uh, the top selling automaker in the U.S., but I didn't remember if it was ever relinquished or or flip-flopped or whatever. but uh, Yeah, and I remember hearing that news story, and I don't know if that was limited to cars or cars and trucks and whatever, you know, because Ford sells zillions of F-150s. and They sure do. They give them away. Yeah. My gosh. And uh, and GM, obviously, with the multiple brands all add up. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was uh, yeah. good for us uh, American car enthusiasts who know that uh, a U.S. Yeah. manufacturer was... Still selling strong here in the U.S., which is good. That is that is a good thing for them. Absolutely, not nothing against uh, uh, Toyota or any of the others, but uh, it's always kind of interesting to hear those statistics. Um, that research kind of popped up. Not that I was trying to, you know, purchase a vehicle by the biggest selling brand, but mm-hmm. I started to get a little bit wound up considering how much we paid, even though we paid a little bit of a discount in sales tax. Right. I was starting to think, well, how many vehicles are sold every day in this particular state? And what's the average vehicle price? And how much tax money yeah. are they raking in on every one of those transactions for doing nothing? A lot. A lot of money. And the state is still broke. And how is that possible? But Yeah. Well, yeah. there's a lot of hands out. That's why. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of empty pockets. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And that's a, a topic. <laughs> that's a whole nother show. For another day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, well, all right, man. Well, I definitely think, although you didn't, uh, 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 you know, score super high on the trivia question, the, yeah, uh, the dog right. vomit ice cream story wins <laughs> this episode. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm glad I won something for Pete's sake. Yeah, you won the opportunity a long time to clean coming. up the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that oh, was that was, oh, that was something else. I swear to God. Yeah, well, the, I can still hear the screaming. I, I bet. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was great. Well, I'm sure you got new rules for the vehicle and the pets as you uh, as you put it oh, back yeah. together, and uh, 
to so that doesn't happen again. But uh, this was fun. I appreciate it. It was a good episode. Yeah. It was uh, uh, good to chat about something a little bit different. And, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we hope everybody enjoyed listening to this one because uh, we had fun making it. And again, I don't know where you individually might be listening from, but you can find us on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the TuneIn Radio app, uh, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, uh, iHeartRadio. iHeart is is been pretty convenient for me. They send me an email whenever we put yeah, an episode. I, yeah, likewise. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, <clears throat> another one called Podbean, which is pretty cool. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's an aggregator, I think, and um, they they have us listed there too. That's kind of new, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Podchaser is another good one, uh, and if you. If you really like us, go to Podchaser and leave a good review because we're right at the top Please. of automotive podcast over at Podchaser. And Please and thank you. Yeah, right on. Uh, and, of course, VARadio.com. You can always get the original episode there and uh, on our Facebook page. Uh, we're more than happy to share them. It's all doesn't matter where you go. It's all the same price, which is good. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well... <laughs> Again, thanks again, and uh, until next time, I'm Kevin Oste for Mike Cuball-Clark, reminding you to uh, keep the shiny side under 100 on VA Radio. <laughs>